0: Hello all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's library. All listeners are welcome in my library, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. This episode, I'll be reading chapters four, five, and six from the Calico Illustrated Classics, Anne of Green Gables. Let's get started. CHAPTER FOUR A DECISION IS MADE It was broad daylight when Anne awoke. She sat up in bed. For a moment, she couldn't remember where she was. Then she remembered all too well. This was Green Gables, and they didn't want her because she was a girl. Marilla knocked on the door. Get dressed, she said curtly. Anne stood up and drew a long breath. "'Oh, isn't it wonderful?' she said, waving her hand at the outside world. "'It's a big tree,' said Marilla, "'and it blooms great. "'But the fruit doesn't amount to much. It's small and wormy.' "'Oh, I don't mean just the tree. Of course, it's lovely, radiantly lovely. I mean everything, "'the garden and the orchard and the brook and the woods, the whole big world,' she smiled." I'm not in depths of despair this morning. I can never be in the morning. Isn't it splendid that things are so amazing in the morning? Marilla's head spun as she listened to Anne. Breakfast is waiting. Wash your face and comb your hair. Leave the window up and turn your bedclothes back over the foot of the bed. Anne was downstairs in ten minutes time with her clothes on. Her hair was brushed and braided. Her face was washed. I'm pretty hungry this morning, she announced as she slipped into the chair. The world doesn't seem as bad as it did last night. I'm glad it's sunshiny this morning, but I like the rainy mornings as well, too. For Pitt's sake, hold your tongue, said Marilla. You talk entirely too much for a girl. Anne held her tongue so obediently that it gave Marilla time to think. Who would want such a child about the place, yet Matthew wished to keep her? marilla felt that he wanted it just as much as this morning as he had the night before she knew it would go on the wanting we'll drive over to white sands in the afternoon and see miss spencer you'll come with me we'll settle what's to be done with you after you finish the dishes go upstairs and make your bed what's the matter now demanded marilla seeing Anne's eyes tear up "'I don't dare go out,' said Anne. "'If I can't stay here, there is no use in my loving green gables. "'And if I go out there and get acquainted with all those trees and flowers and the orchard "'and the brook, I'll not be able to help loving it. "'It's hard enough now. "'I won't make it any harder. "'I shall play inside,' said Anne. "'She pointed to the window sill. "'What is the name of that geranium?' That is an apple-scented geranium, said Marilla. Oh, I don't mean that sort of name. I mean just a name you gave it yourself. Didn't you give it a name? May I give it one then? May I call it Bonnie while I'm here? Oh, do let me. Goodness, I don't care. But where on earth is that sense of naming a geranium? Oh, I I like things to have names, even if they're only geraniums. It makes them seem more like people. How do you know it doesn't hurt a geranium's feeling just to be called geranium and nothing else? You wouldn't like to be called nothing but a woman all the time. I never in all my life saw or heard anything equal to her, thought Marilla, as she walked to the cellar to get potatoes. She is kind of interesting. I'm already wondering what on earth she'll say next. She'll be casting a spell over me. She's casting one over Matthew for sure. When she got back to the cellar, she asked, I suppose I can have the horse and buggy this afternoon, Matthew. Matthew nodded and looked wistfully at Anne. Marilla intercepted the look and said grimly, I'm going to drive over to White Sands and settle this thing. I'll take Anne with me. Miss Spencer will probably make arrangements to send her back to Nova Scotia at once. Matthew hitched the horse to the buggy. Marilla and Anne set off matthew opened the yard gate for them and wiped his eyes as they departed imagine the joy matthew felt when marilla returned home with Anne sleeping beside her we're keeping her marilla announced on our way over there she told me about her life her parents died of a fever when she was just four months old a poor woman with a drunken husband and three sets of twins took Anne in when the woman died another woman took Anne in to help raise the kids When she no longer needed Anne, she sent her to the orphanage. She didn't speak badly about the woman. It was just matter of fact. I just couldn't turn her over to the orphanage. (sighs) Would have been easy because Miss Bellowent were there looking for a girl. Matthew's eyes grew wide. I'd never let Anne go live with that mean, crusty woman. That's why she's here. I don't care much about raising a kid, but I figured I know more than you. So if you want her to stay, you let me teach her and raise her how to see fit. Understand? Matthew overjoyed, and excuse me, Matthew was overjoyed and looked forward to a life with Anne. Chapter Five: Miss Rachel is horrified. Anne had been to Green had been in Green Gables to, for two weeks. Wow. let's start over. Anne had been at Green Gables for two weeks before Miss Rachel arrived to inspect her. Miss Rachel had been sick, but now that she was well again, she hurried up to Green Gables. She was bursting with curiosity to see Matthew and Marilla's orphan. Anne had spent those two weeks exploring the land. Already, she knew every tree and shrub about the place. Anne was out in the orchard when Miss Rachel came. "'I've been hearing some surprising things "'about you and Matthew,' Miss Rachel said. "'I don't suppose you are more surprised "'than I myself,' said Marilla. "'I'm getting over my surprise now.' "'It's too bad there was such a mistake,' said Miss Rachel. "'Couldn't you have her sent back?' "'I suppose we could, but we decided not to. "'Matthew took a fancy to her, "'and I must say I like her myself. "'The house seems like a different place already. "'She's a bright little thing,' It's a great responsibility you've taken on, said Miss Rachel gloomily, especially when you've never had any experience with children. You don't know anything about her, I suppose. There's no guessing how a child like that will turn out, but I don't want to discourage you, Marilla. I'm not feeling discouraged, said Marilla. When I make up my mind to do something, it stays made up. I suppose you'd like to see Anne. I'll call her in. Anne came running in and stopped inside the door. She certainly was an odd-looking creature in a short dress she had worn from the orphanage. Her freckles were more numerous than ever. The wind had ruffled her hatless hair. It had never looked redder than it did at that moment. "'Well, they didn't pick you for looks, that's for sure,' said Miss Rachel. "'She's terribly skinny and homely, Marilla. "'Come here, child. Let me have a look at you. "'Have you ever seen such freckles and hair red as carrots?' With one bound, Anne crossed the kitchen floor and stood before Miss Rachel. Her face was scarlet with anger. Her lips quivered. She trembled from the heat, from the heat to, from head to foot. She trembled from head to foot. (laughs) I hate you, she cried in a choked voice. She stamped her foot to the floor. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. How dare you call me skinny and ugly? How dare you say I'm freckled and redheaded? You are rude and polite and unfeeling woman anne screamed marilla but anne continued to face miss rachel how dare you say such things about me how would you like to have such things said about you how would you like to be told that you are fat and clumsy and you probably haven't a spark of imagination in you did anybody ever see such a temper exclaimed the horrified miss rachel Anne, go to your room and stay there until i come up said marilla with flushed cheeks Anne, bursting into tears, fled through the hall and up the stairs like a whirlwind. Marilla took a deep breath. You shouldn't have insulted her looks, Rachel. Marilla, you don't mean to say that you approve of her terrible display of temper, demanded Miss Rachel. No, said Marilla slowly. I'm trying to excuse her. She's been naughty. I'll have to give her a talking to, but we must make allowances for her. She's never been taught what is right, and you were too hard on her miss rachel got up with an air with an air of offended dignity well i see that i have to be very careful what i say after this marilla it seems feelings of orphans brought from goodness knows where have to be considered before anything else oh no I'm not angry, Miss Rachel continued. Don't worry yourself. I'm too sorry for you to leave any room for anger in my mind. You'll have your own troubles with that child. But if you'll take my advice, which I suppose you won't, although I've brought up ten children and buried two, you'll do that talking to you mentioned with a fair-sized birch switch. I should think that would be the most effective language for that kind of child. Her temper matches her hair. Miss Rachel left quickly, and Marilla flew up to Anne's room. On the way upstairs, she pondered uneasily as to what she ought to do. She did not believe that she could whip a child, nor some other method of punishment to be found. Marilla found Anne face down on her bed. She was crying bitterly. Anne, get off the bed this minute and listen to what I have to say. Anne squirmed off the bed and sat on a chair beside it. This is a nice way for you to behave. This is a nice way for you to behave, Anne. Aren't you ashamed of yourself? She hadn't said she hadn't any right to call me an ugly redhead. You hadn't any right to fly into such a fury and talk the way you did to her, Anne. I was ashamed of you. I wanted you to behave nicely to Miss Rachel. Instead of that, you've disgraced me, Marilla said. I suppose you think I have an awful temper, but I couldn't help it, Anne said. When she said those things, something just rose up in me and choked me. I had to fly out at her. Well, you made a fine exhibit of yourself, I must say. Miss Rachel will have the story to tell about you everywhere. She'll tell it, too. It was a dreadful thing for you to lose your temper like that. Just imagine how you'd feel if someone told you that you were skinny and ugly pleaded Anne tearfully you must go to her and tell her you are sorry for your bad temper ask her to forgive you i can never do that said Anne. you can punish me any way you like marilla you can shut me in the dark damp dungeon filled with snakes and toads you can feed me only bread and water i won't complain but i cannot ask her to forgive me we're not in the habit of shutting people up in dungeons said marilla especially as they're rather scarce here "'But apologize to Miss Rachel. "'You must and shall. "'You'll stay here until you're willing to do it.' "'I shall have to stay here forever then,' said Anne, "'because I can't tell Miss Rachel I'm sorry. "'How can I? "'I'm not sorry. "'You'll have the night to think over your behavior. "'You said you'd try to be a good girl "'if we kept you at Green Gables. "'But I must say it hasn't seemed "'very much like it this evening.' chapter six anne's apology when marilla went out that evening to bring the cows back to pasture matthew slipped upstairs he whispered for he didn't want marilla to know he was meddling it's terrible lonesome downstairs without you anne matthew whispered just go and apologize smoothing's over with miss rachel get it over with marilla's set in her ways you won't be joining us downstairs until you do I suppose I could do it for you, Matthew, said Anne thoughtfully. It would be true enough because I am sorry now. I wasn't a bit sorry last night, but I'd do anything for you, Matthew, if you really want me to do this. Matthew smiled and patted her arm. Now don't be telling her I spoke to you. Neither one of us will ever hear the end of it. Anne giggled. She rather liked having a secret with Matthew. She waited for Marilla to come back inside. When she heard her footsteps below, she yelled out, "'I'm sorry I lost my temper, Marilla. "'I'm willing to go and tell Miss Rachel so.' "'Soon they were in the very presence of Miss Rachel. "'She was sitting by, she was sitting, "'knitting by her kitchen window when they arrived. "'Before a word was spoken, "'Anne suddenly fell down on her knees "'and held out her hands. "'Oh, Miss Rachel, I'm extremely sorry.' she said with a quiver in her voice i could never express all my sorrow not even if i used a whole dictionary i've disgraced my dear friends matthew and marilla they've let me stay at green Green gables although i'm not a boy yet i embarrass them i'm dreadfully wicked and ungrateful i deserve to be punished and cast out by respectable people like you Anne quickly glanced at Marilla and gave her a sly smile. It was wicked of me to fly into a temper because you told me the truth. It was the truth. Every word you said was true. My hair is red and I'm freckled and skinny and ugly. What I said to you was true, too, but I shouldn't have said it. I was so very impolite. Oh, Miss Rachel, please, please forgive me. Marilla had an inkling that Anne was acting. She hated to admit it, but she was quite enjoying Anne's performance. Luckily, Miss Rachel didn't seem to notice. She only believed that Anne had made a very thorough apology. All anger instantly vanished from Miss Rachel's heart. "'There, there, get up, child,' she said heartily. "'Of course I forgive you. I was a little too hard on you anyways. But I'm such an outspoken person, I can't be denied your hair is terrible Anne red.' "'A terrible, terrible red. "'But I knew a girl whose hair was every bit as red as yours when she was young, "'when she grew up it darkened to a pretty auburn. "'I wouldn't be surprised if yours did too. "'In fact, I'm certain it will.' Anne drew a long breath as she rose to her feet. "'You've given me hope. "'I shall always feel that you're a friend of mine. "'May I go out into your garden and sit on the bench under the apple tree "'while you and Marilla talk?' "'Yes, child, and you pick out a bouquet of the white June lilies if you'd like.' "'As the door closed behind Anne, Miss Rachel got up to light a lamp. "'She's certainly an odd child, but there is something sweet about her after all. "'She may turn out all right. "'On whole, Marilla, I kind of like her. "'I think she will keep things interesting around Green Gables.' "'When Marilla went home, Anne came out of the fragrant orchard with flowers in her hand. "'I, apolog- I apologized pretty well, didn't I?' said Anne.' proudly as they walked down the lane since i had to do it i figured i might as well do it thoroughly it was a grand apology wasn't it you did it thoroughly all right marilla tried not to smile it was grand too very grand indeed said marilla she decided not to mention how it seemed more like a scene from a play than a sincere apology oh aren't these flowers sweet it was lovely of miss rachel to give them to me i have no hard feelings against her now she said not at all Anne said no more until they turned into the lane. Then Anne suddenly came came close to Marilla and slipped her hand into the older woman's hard palm. It's lovely to be going home and know it's home, she said. I love Green Gables already, and I never loved any place before. No place ever seemed like home. Oh, Marilla, I'm so happy, happier than I've ever been. Something warm and pleasant welled up in Marilla's heart as she touched heart at the touch of the thin little hand in her own. She squeezed Anne's hand and pulled her close. Green Gables seems to love you too. Thank you so much for joining me in my library for the reading of the Calico Illustrated Classics and of Green Gables. On Thursday of this week, we will be reading a fairy tale. And then Tuesday of next week, we will read more chapters from Anne of Green Gables. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.